The NHL trade deadline has come and gone. Hampus Lindholm and Josh Brown are Boston Bruins, and so is Jake DeBrusque. He remains a member of the team despite making a trade request, and he played last night in a win over the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I want to thank you so much off the top for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy. Thank you to those who jumped on and watched the live feed yesterday as I recorded the trade deadline recap. Uh, If you want to follow along on Twitter, Instagram, the podcast is LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren, lifelong Bruins fan, formerly covering this team for various outlets for 17 years. And many trade deadlines have come and gone over that time. Yesterday's was uh, pretty interesting as it began with a Jake DeBrusque contract extension, despite the fact he has asked to be traded on a number of occasions, or reiterated that request. Anyways, so what did we learn from Sweeney and DeBrusque following the trade deadline as to where the team stands at the moment? Uh, First of all, Don Sweeney did say that he was active in trying to add a forward to the mix. He said we certainly had a lot of inquiries in terms of what we were trying to probably add to augment the group. Moving pieces around and where guys were going to play was a bit of a challenge for us if it didn't really move the needle. I take that to mean if they brought in someone to play center, would that be an upgrade over Eric Haula at the second line, how he's playing right now, and where would he fit into the lineup with... The third line playing pretty well at the moment. um, And the fourth line pretty well set as well. He said he would have liked to have added a bit more depth there, but several of the Bruins have really stepped up and played well, and they feel they're in a good spot overall with the hockey club. Uh, They did, of course, add Hampus Lindholm, Josh Brown on the back end, And he believes those two additions, as well as the guys they added back in the offseason, Halla, Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosek, Derek Forbort, 
Linus Allmark, as well as re-signing Mike Riley and Taylor Hall. It all makes the Bruins a deeper club. Um, it's taken some time for those pieces to gel, but since the beginning of January, the Bruins have been one of the top teams in the NHL uh, with, I believe, the third highest point percentage. Uh, he, Don Sweeney said, the, the bottom line is the war of attrition starts now until when a cup is presented. Staying healthy is a big part of that. Uh, he hopes that the depth on the back end will help get through that, uh, but you never know. He's monitored the team closely since January in terms of how they've played. Goal scoring's gone up. From February on, they've played well, defended well all year, and they're going to continue to do that. They do have two goalies who are going through a stretch run in the playoffs for the first time, and they're ready to saddle up. The guys are excited. You've got a player in Hampus that's uh, coming to impact the team now and moving forward. Uh, Josh Brown, he says, adds a physical presence and a size factor. And everybody acknowledged that you need that as you go through the playoff stretch. So hopefully we get in and take a run. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Montreal game in a bit. But as a result of that overtime win last night, the Bruins are now tied with the Maple Leafs in points for third in the Atlantic, and they're only one point back of the Tampa Bay Lightning for second. Tampa does have two games in hand. Toronto has a game in hand. Uh, so not quite a level playing field, but it shows you how close the Bruins are to being up there with the top teams in the division. Now, when it comes to uh, Jake DeBrusque, like I said, the day began with a two-year contract extension with an annual cap hit of $4 million for DeBrusque. That's a bit lower than what his qualifying offer would have given him. Um, he's played well since bumping up to play on Boston's top line with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, although Bergeron's been out for the last few games. Um, but he did ask for a trade last summer. The request became public in November, and it was not rescinded despite the extension. All that being said, Sweeney says he thinks it puts some clarity for Jake in the sense that uh, he does not have any trade protection on this contract, so he could have been moved prior to the deadline, likely revisit it in the summer, or he could also go forward just playing hockey, realizing he's a big part of the team, gone in and played well, and um, hopefully that will continue when Bergeron does come back. He should be back fairly soon. They're going to need Jake. Uh, they feel he's an important part of the hockey club. They wanted him to feel that way. There's clarity there in moving forward if they're going to explore something now in terms of some cost certainty term. Um, they believe in the impact that he can have on the hockey club. Sweeney did have some discussions with other teams about DeBrusque ahead of the deadline. Um, he said he's had some discussions on Jake for months. Yesterday wasn't any different in terms of where teams thought he fit into their group and what they were trying to do. 
Um, maybe they'll pivot back to some of those discussions. But the clear message has been sent to Jake um, that he's a big part of this team right now. His message is he just wants to play hockey. Bottom line, he knows he's an important part of the Bruins and playing up to his capabilities will only help the team as well as himself. We'll talk here in a moment about Jake DeBrusque's reaction to not being traded. Um, but first, a quick word about Bet Online. College basketball's tournament is in full effect. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. It's the best spot for scores, podcasts, and news. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information needs. Hockey, baseball, football, uh, boxing, UFC. They even have some of your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. I very much appreciate all the support over the last few days. Just a, a great couple days on the podcasts. Last I checked, we were number 21 on the U.S. hockey podcast charts, which is unreal. So thank you so much for that. Uh, please do subscribe if you haven't already. And also check out the Locked On Now podcast, which is a nightly recap show from all our local experts on the game action around the NHL. So how did Jake DeBrusque react to all of yesterday's news? Well, we saw him yesterday at the morning skate leading the stretch. That was largely symbolic, um, you know, kind of a potential indication that he could be on the move. Uh, a show of appreciation from the guys for all he's done for the team. He said it was a difficult day, it was a difficult week, a lot of uncertain uncertainty, and you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Um, one of the things that he took away from the trade deadline is that he hasn't felt clarity over the past few months, hasn't known if he's going to go or where he's going to go or any thing like that now he knows it's nice to have it done with he knows he will be a boston bruin for at least the next couple of months down the stretch in the regular season into the playoffs and again the better he plays the more likely it is that the bruins can make it worth their while to trade him they're not bound to trade him by any means it's possible um, he plays out his two-year contract. Um, but if he's sticking to this request, really wants a change of scenery, I, I believe he wants to play closer to home in Alberta, uh, then it's you know up to him to just play up to the best of his abilities, make a positive impact, try to help this team win a cup, and... Uh, see where things land in the offseason. He did land five shots on goal, uh, second only to Brad Marchand 
in Monday night's game against Montreal. And his focus now is helping the Bruins win a cup. He doesn't look at it as a negative. Anytime you can play for a team that has a chance to win the cup, it's a positive. That's why he plays the game, to win the cup. He's comfortable with these guys. He grew up with this team, drafted by them, obviously playing on a very good line at the moment. He'll do anything he can to stay there, help the team win, all about winning the cup at this point, and anybody can get behind that. So that's where Jake DeBrusque stands at the moment in terms of signing that extension and remaining as a member of the Bruins for the next few months, at the very least. Now, one other interesting thing that Don Sweeney said in relation to not adding a forward at the trade deadline is the possibility that Fabian Lysel could make the jump to the Bruins when his junior season is uh, is complete. Sweeney said after the Vancouver Giants, who are you know not a great WHL team, don't really have championship aspirations, after their junior season is done, regular season is over, I believe April 22nd, he could join either the Providence Bruins or the Boston Bruins. He's trying to do everything he possibly can to put Vancouver in the best spot they're in. Hopefully, continues to have a good season overall. Um, Sweeney said he was out there a couple weeks ago, met with them, making sure the lines of communication are open. He understands he's got to stay in the moment, where your feet are, where he could be, take care of things right now, take things as far as you can with Vancouver. But as soon as that season is done, there's an opportunity for him um, to possibly jump to Providence or even jump to the pro, or sorry, to the NHL level right away. He has pro attributes, Sweeney said. The physicality, some of the things that come with gaining experience at this level um, might be better served to go through a training camp, rookie camp, see where he progresses, but he's handled himself fine. During training camp this year and in exhibition, he's got skill sets, nothing that stands in his way. Jumping in midstream or at the end of the year is not an easy process, especially if you're looking for him to play in the playoffs. But from a skill and talent standpoint, he has a lot of things that they're excited about. Uh, as does Mason Lorai, defenseman who um, is currently injured out with a lower body injury. Um, but I think it was important for Sweeney not to deal either of those players and, you know, the futures that they gave up for Lindholm were draft picks. And I think overall he was pleased to put his trust in the current group and not sacrifice those key pieces of the future in order to maybe find a, a quicker fix, uh, shall we say, for for this season. You're getting the Bruins. Since... The beginning of January when they made the decision to 
bump Pasternak to the second line, pair him with Taylor Hall and Eric Halla. Um, and then, you know, build kind of those pairings of Marshan Bergeron, Hall, Pasternak. Um, since they decided to do that, the Bruins have been uh, very, very good, to be honest. They have um, put together a record of, uh, let's see here. Uh, how good have they been in this season so far? What? Why is this doing this? Anyways, they have the third best point percentage in the NHL since the beginning of the uh, new year. And it's really working out for them since making those lineup changes to spread around the offense a little bit. Uh, 53 points, second only to Colorado. Uh, Six points behind Colorado with only one fewer game played. Point percentage-wise, they are uh, third. Goals, four per game. They rank, you know, a modest 14th, 3.22. But when it comes to goals allowed per game, uh, they rank sixth, 2.68. And adding Hampus Lindholm is only going to help that. I tweeted yesterday kind of my overall thoughts from the trade deadline. And um, I really do think it's kind of a mixed bag for the Boston Bruins. I do think they, you know, um, filled a big hole on the left side of the defense. That is something that needed to happen, certainly. Um, Top four left-hand shot defensemen, depth right Hand shot defensemen were needs. Well done there. They do still lack a legit second line center. That could be killer in the playoffs. But again, in the regular season, that has been um, rolling well for them. Uh, I perhaps would have preferred DeBrusque out and a scoring right winger in just to resolve that situation and get a true right hand shot over there. Um, But when it comes to DeBrusque, he signed for lower than his qualifying offer. Market value, best case is he crushes down the stretch and into the playoffs. Rescinds his request, loves life in Boston. If not, this new deal will make it easier to trade him this summer, and hopefully his value rises as well. Um, And then finally, yeah, I was glad that they did not trade Lori or Lysel. That's my overall take on the trade deadline. Let me know what you think at Locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter. Before we get into last night's win over the Montreal Canadiens, a quick word about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the part off their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have your own access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money by using this family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low, 
and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. I even ordered a new gas cap for my old Honda Odyssey off their website. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Bruins last night appeared on their way to being goalied by Jake Allen and the Montreal Canadiens. They found themselves down 2-1 after allowing a shorthanded goal. Uh, but Connor Clifton tied things up during the Ford Final Five. And uh, was it during the Ford Final Five? And then uh, it was, I think. Yes, with three minutes remaining. And then Brad Marchand uh, dropped a stunning move on Jake Allen to get the winner in overtime. Marchand said he kind of knew um he <laughs> it was kind of funny because Jake Allen he made a pretty big save at the end of the second period that Brad Marchand thought was a bit of a showboat move kind of a glove save windmill maybe exaggerated it a bit and Marchand said he wanted to score a little bit extra because of that save and he dropped a very beautiful move on him as a result uh, he scored two goals in this one to um, pass Cam Neely and move into sixth place all time in Bruins history his 17th overtime goal was also uh, one seven yeah 17th overtime goal tied Ilya Kovalchuk for fourth in NHL history uh, Bruce Cassidy said, you know, Canadians very much down in the standings, but first place, last place, somewhere in between, doesn't matter where these two teams sit. It's always a passionate game. There was a lot of back and forth, particularly with David Savard, who scored in this one. Um, both teams were into it. They were physical. A couple big hits. Bruins tried to respond and let the game play out. He thought it was a good hockey game. Either team could have won. Jake Allen was almost the difference for the Canadians. He made 43 saves. Uh, Jeremy Swayman making 26 saves for his ninth win in his past 10 starts. Uh, and the Bruins have won five of their last six games overall. Uh, when it comes to Big Bear of the Night, well, it's very uh tempting to give this one to brad marchand he was definitely a very uh worthy candidate well yeah i'm just gonna give it to him two goals uh eight shots on goal in uh over 20 minutes of ice time uh i thought connor clifton had a pretty good game as well one goal one assist uh no hits in this game but he did have four shots and a block uh, so both of those guys obviously the goal scorers uh, really stepped up in this one Jack Stanika playing on the top line role three shots one hit um, we'll see where he fits into things if at all when Bergeron comes back and hopefully he will be back for 
Thursday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning with Josh Brown and Hampus Lindholm possibly making their Boston Bruins debuts as well. I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Sorry again for sitting back. This shoulder of mine is just brutal right now. Going to physio today to get it looked at. Hopefully they can do something. Haven't been sleeping well lately because of uh, this stupid shoulder thing. Just uh, the cost of getting old, I guess. I hope you are all having a great week. Thank you again for making this podcast part of your day. Do subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast as well. And, um, yeah, if you haven't, oh, quick show recommendation. If you haven't checked out Winning Time yet, HBO, uh, the look at the 80s Lakers. I know perhaps <laughs> recommending that to Boston fans. Uh, but Red Auerbach makes an appearance early on. Uh, there's lots of Boston uh, Celtics Lakers crossover there. It's just a very well done show with, Just an amazing cast. Uh, Adrian Brody, Gillian Jacobs suddenly showing up in episode three. Uh, Just do check that out if uh, you need something to watch tonight other than hockey. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.